Boom, boom, how's it going, how's it going? Welcome to M5. And uh, we're always talking about property and real estate, real estate and property. And whenever you see me with that guy there, it means that it is law time. I didn't take the Latin course and the degrees that comes with it, but I have the privilege to hang out with him and he can help me understand it. And all the other problems that comes through within the legal space, he helps me. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. And uh, Gareth, how's it going? I'm excellent. And you, TJ? Awesome stuff. Uh, Gareth, um, you've been in an attorney, you've been a lawyer, you've practiced on your own, and you have gone through different seasons when law was easy, law was difficult, and uh, you have chosen property to specialize in that space. Um, you been called in to save at many bodies. Um, and I mean, you can mention some of them. I, like each time I meet you, you now a board of what, what, or you're now a chairman of sectional what, what. I can't keep up. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, TJ, I hope you'll post some links uh, to my my uh, various um, websites and so on. But uh, obviously, my LinkedIn page is, is is the one that gives the most details of all the, the boards and so on that I'm on. I think the most uh, relevant is I'm chairman of the Property Law Committee of the Pretoria Attorneys Association. I'm right. also on the regulations board for sectional titles. Um, that's appointment by the minister. Um, and yeah, the, the others are all available if, if people look me up. 100%. You know, I that one there for the sectional uh, title, it almost, because you're appointed by the minister, right? It almost feels like I am like a person away from the minister. That's why I want to mention that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish. I just got an email uh, uh, with a letter signed by the minister. <laughs> I've yeah. never actually engaged with the minister. Um, but yeah, that, uh, that's just one of the bodies that I'm on. Awesome stuff. It is great to having you here. Um, and ladies and gentlemen, I mean, I, I might be saying this in a very joking manner, things like that, but Gareth really carries all these accolades uh, and he's been in the industry. And that's why I am, I continuously hang out with him because obviously of the amount of wealth and how he can help anyone else, either you're starting off or you've got a business that's running in property and you're trying to navigate some of the things that comes with it. Gareth, today, what are we going to talk about? Okay, today we're going to look at uh, we, the first in a series of videos, hopefully, that we'll produce on uh, laws and legislation that impacts on uh, property investors, property developers, and so on. Um, basically, there's two kinds of things that we will look at, uh, acts of parliament and bills. Mm -hmm. Acts are laws that, are, that have already passed through the whole parliamentary process, gone through the various subcommittees in parliament, voted on and signed off by the, the, the president. Um, bills are those that are still going through that, that process. And there's so much to consider. Um, basically, uh, about five years or so ago, we did a, a, an article for, for a magazine where we, where we listed the, the, the legislation that impacts on, on property investors. And there's certain uh, um, legislation that directly impacts on property investors. For example, if we look at the Deeds Registries Act, obviously that has a direct impact on um, 
property investors. But there are other, there's other legislation like Consumer Protection Act, uh, National Credit Act, and so on, that has an indirect, it, it does impact on, on um, property investors and, and uh, property developers and so on, but it's not directly targeted at them. And when we, when we uh, did the, the, the list about five years ago for the magazine, um, there were uh, 72 different acts that we identified. Wow. And um, we, we listed them all there. And uh, some have been repealed since then, obviously. But as you know, they make far more laws than what they repeal. So, <laughs> so there's probably more than 72 if we had to go through the exercise again and, and make a list. But then hopefully through the videos that we're going to do with you, we will, we're not going to look at all 72. <laughs> but hopefully we will look at some of these and the specific impact that they have on property investors. Today, I think we'll just start off with 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 two bills, um, yeah. which are before Parliament at the moment, which I think are important for property investors. Awesome stuff. Each time I am watching that other channel that showcased the Parliament, I'm always seeing a little bit of other, you know, dignitaries in there doing like this, and uh, I'm not <laughs> mentioning any names. I'm hoping Gareth. You are not going to bore us so that we can sleep, but this information is good for us. I'm sure we're going to enjoy it and make useful offers. Let's go. Um, I'm going to try, TJ. I'm going to try, but uh, once once we get into the law and we get 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 going with it, um, attorneys uh, might be excited about it, but it's not massively stimulating. Except <laughs> if you are a property investor yeah. who needs to know these things, because. 100%. Uh, you would rather learn about them in in a in a in a boring um, uh, <laughs> video scenario than in court where you're the defendant. Hundred <laughs> percent. Okay. Yes. So and this so, is the and of course of why we are always bringing these shows so that we don't get into hot soup. At least we are prepared and we can engage with a person like you beforehand. Don't take insurance when the fire is at the door. Exactly, yeah. and and the first one, the first one is a, is a is a is a good example of of that we're going to look at is a good example of exactly how uh, uh, legislation can hit the property investor in the pocket. Might not be dragged into court, but it could directly affect your your profit, and 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 in fact cause financial ruin if you if you're not fully aware of all the consequences. And that is the the upgrading of land tenure rights act. Uh, there's an amendment to that act, uh, so it's uh, uh, the bill that's up, uh, updating that act. Um, that act uh, from 1991, actually. Um, and if we, if, if for those of those people who don't know, let me just like give a little bit of background because land tenure is not a term that's uh, commonly used by, by by people. Basically, land reform comprises of three elements: land restitution, land redistribution, and land tenure. And uh, land tenure is basically the securing and protection of customary and informal rights that, that, that were vulnerable under the former apartheid uh, system. So the, 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 this amendment bill and the act before it basically uh, look to recognize land ownership or land rights for those living um, on customary and informal land. And the, the, the transfer of actual physical ownership of that asset um, to the people who, who had those um, deeds of grant and, and other lease type things, um, leasehold type things that, that existed under previous legislation. So that act um, basically had a couple of, of, of um, 
loopholes or, or, or anomalies that, that were unintended consequences because actually that, that's a perfectly laudable act and, and um, I think everyone can agree that the, the, those people who, who had land under that system deserve um, better rights of ownership. Um, but there were a couple of, of things that needed to be clarified and these came out in, in, in various court cases. The, the first court case is the, the so-called Senku uh, municipality matter, um, where that um, act, when it was promulgated in 1991, now you remember that's before the constitution and, and, and the, the change in, in, in the, the laws entirely of South Africa, um, that law, the, the law was, only, was not applicable to the so-called TBV, TBVC um, states. So that's the Transkei, the Papudotswana, um, Venda, Siskai. Um, and, and obviously all of those were incorporated into South Africa. Um, and it's created a bit of a strange situation in the parts of South Africa, the law is applicable and parts of, the, of South Africa, the law is not applicable. And um, the, the courts said this cannot be. So part of this uh, um, new bill is to just rectify that and say the, the act is applicable throughout South Africa. So that's quite simple, that's understandable. Uh, the second um, thing came in the, the so-called Rahubi matter um, where there was a property in Mabupani, which is close to, to relatively close to where I am here, um, where there was a brother and a sister fighting over ownership because quite often those deeds of grant and, and, and permissions to occupy and, and that type of thing, people applied and were given it. Now, let's say there were three, four, five brothers or sisters that probably had a right to that property and one brother was sharper than, than the rest as in the Rahubi case and went and got his permission to occupy and it was issued only in, in, in his own name. Uh, now, he, his um, uh, sister had lived there since 1977 uh, and yet suddenly he sought a, a, an eviction order <laughs> against his sister. And um, basically the, 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 the Constitutional Court, well, the High Court first and then the Constitutional Court confirmed this, um, that it's discriminatory in nature. There must be a process where fellow uh, claimants to the property must be notified and given the opportunity to put in their claim to the property as well. Um, so the, 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 high, the High Court and the Constitutional Court having granted such an order, government had to, to change the order, uh, change the, the legislation just to ensure that there is a process that is fair and transparent whereby claimants to these permissions to occupy deeds of grant, leasehold, um, things who wish to um, upgrade into full title, uh, there must be a proper process to, to bring everyone into the, the, the fold. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was, that was, the, that was the, the two changes that this bill seeks to make. The question is now, why is it important for property investors? Right. I don't know if you can guess, TJ, but, but the obvious reason is that if someone has gone through that upgrading of Land Tenure Act process and now has a title deed, um, you would think ownership is secured. You do your search at the deeds office, um, whether it's Windeed, Lightstone, whatever you do, you get your report and you see TJ is the owner of this property. Now, TJ has secretly um, kept his brothers, sisters, uncles, aunts out the picture who subsequently have a claim. And after you buy this property and you pay the deposit and, you, and you're in the process, suddenly all relatives are coming out the woodwork and, and um, laying claims to the property. 
So when buying in townships um, or uh, particularly those TBVC, uh, former TBVC states, um, it's quite important that the due diligence that you do must be extremely thorough. You right. need to see how that ownership came apart, uh, came to happen. Um, if it was through the upgrading of Land Tenure Act, you need to be extremely careful and you, and you, you would need to conduct a further due diligence just to ensure, um, as far as you can, um, that the owner is actually the owner because he might be the part owner, he might not be the full owner. And, and um, we just need to uh, caution property investors when investing in, in, in properties that have been upgraded in this way, just to be a little bit careful. Uh, I don't say don't invest in them because obviously that uh, limits opportunities, um, but just be a little bit careful in your due diligence. I agree with you here, Gareth. Uh, I remember back in the days, I think it was 2016, 17, somewhere there, I had an opportunity in an area called Cajeso. Uh, and uh, basically, um, uh, the seller was selling the property for 120,000. And when I went to the property, it was a very beautiful property, um, round about four bedrooms, a house, and two cottages at the back. And for what this was being sold for on the market, it really looked like a steal. Um, but upon inquiry, when I was viewing the property, uh, I sensed that there was tension on the property. Um, and uh, I then realized that it was actually one sister who was selling off uh, their parents' house, and that sister is believed to be the one who actually now holds the title deed. Uh, but there was actually a court pending on it. And this other older sister was actually just trying to bank the 120. I walked away from that deal. I stumbled upon another deal in Soweto um, where an uncle um, was still residing on that property and he was claiming that his sister um, you know, owned the property and the kids uh, of the sister was selling the house. Uh, so they were literally saying that the uncle doesn't have the claim to the house. And again, it was being sold for almost next to nothing. Uh, again, I walked away. That was one of my early alarms of not doing business in, I, I, I personally don't prefer. It's a preference, right? But if I'm to get something else like bigger, like commercial, I'm gonna do it in, 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 um, in townships. But on houses, I have just met quite a bit of exactly what you're talking about, Gareth. And I don't have the muscle to go in and do invest, thorough investigations so that I can know that my money is secured. And for that reason, for me, my strategy has changed. I, I, I have bought one or two, but my strategy changed there after from there. And I am more on the side of the metros um, and I am running away from that problem, which is a really big problem, which can be, you can, I mean, what happens now, Gareth, if you've bought now the property? What happens thereafter? Well, um... Once you've bought it and transfer has taken place, really the onus of proof is on the other. But if something happens during the, the process, that's when you actually are most at risk. And mm. even after the fact, you can be at risk, but 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 you're unlikely to 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 be uncompensated for that risk. So as I said, it's not it's not a, a do not invest at any cost scenario. Just yeah. be very careful. And in fact, we've got I think at the moment three or four cases that I know of 
uh, where there are such disputes between family members, because in in um, uh, some cultures there's there's a, a concept called the family home, yeah, uh, um, where it's not clear actually who the owner is, and quite often some of those houses or the permissions to occupy or the title deed was issued in someone's name who's been dead for 20, 30 years, and and we've had cases like that, but the 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 estate was never wound up. So mm -hmm. the, 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 the title deed or permission to occupy whatever it is, is still in the name of the deceased person. And some of the beneficiaries might even have since been deceased. Mm -hmm. um, and, it, and it creates a tremendous difficulty. So, so yeah, when, when these are just some of the little things to look out for. You know, if, if, if you look on your title deed and you see the person who owns it's 113 years old, <laughs> Just be, just be a little bit careful because the chances are that person's not around anymore, and the the person who's purporting to sell the property, being that person's grandchild or great grandchild or something, um, probably doesn't have a, have a right to to sell it. Although they might think they do in terms of the family home concept, and they've chatted to each other, um, it's not that simple in law. Awesome stuff, Gareth. Thanks a lot on this one. Um, neither is Gareth saying that it's a deal breaker, but do your homework. That's all uh, Gareth is sensitizing here. And uh, if you're like me, you then actually change the course of your strategy. Again, it's okay too. But I have seen, I've got many mates who have done business in townships and, and have made good fortunes. And I'm sure if you know how to navigate it in anything, if you know how to navigate it, then it is good for you to do, but be careful out there. Gareth, we're signing off? We can sign off. Don't forget to follow our next video, where we're also going to look at the pending bill, which is the expropriation bill, which is obviously all over the news, and I think everyone is interested in it, especially property investors. You don't want the government taking your property for expropriation without compensation. So keep an eye out for that one. Awesome stuff. We'll see you in the next video. Thank you.